Hey guys, we're here with Sophia Hutchins. How are you, Sophia? Hi, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Amazing. I'm so pumped to have you on. I've been following your every move, I feel like, since you kind of came into Caitlyn Jenner's life, but then I looked closely at who you are and what you do, and I find it super inspirational. Oh, well, my goodness. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) There's so much more than Caitlyn Jenner in my life than people initially think. But I think finally, now that I've gone out on my own and have um, gotten out of college and been able to build a company um, without that interlinked identity to someone else, that's really important. Yeah, but I think I was put on people's radar, certainly in the tabloids um, with that friendship. Right. And I think that there's so many different conversations going on about it, but it's really, it's so far gone now and you've started your own thing. And I think that's amazing. And now it's not, it's Sophia Hudgens CEO. It's not Sophia Hudgens, Caitlyn Jenner's (laughs) friend anymore, which is like the goal. You know what I mean? Like you're killing it. Well, thank you. I think it's, it's not my goal to be someone's friend, you know what I mean? Like known as someone's friend. Right, totally. At the tabloids we're saying as someone's girlfriend that's 46, 47 years younger. Little did anyone know what was actually going on. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so so you're never Caitlyn Jenner's girlfriend. No, and I've said that a million times. Um I've made that abundant. I know. No, the are we had we had a great we have a great friendship. And the reason that we were so closely tied together was because I manage her and I still do. And we both lived in Malibu. We both live in Malibu. And yeah, we were tied together professionally. But then ultimately, you know, when you work as someone's manager, um, you get really close really fast. And um, I'm really excited about that. It's a great relationship. Yeah. I mean, I've been in the personal assistant kind of manager role for the past like four or five years. And, and my boss and I were so close, you know, and it comes to the point where I recently cut ties, not negatively, but just professionally, because I was like, now we're really close. I'm not sure like this is going to be a long lasting professional relationship, but you become their right hand almost. So I see how that happened with you and Caitlin. Yeah. What I told her at the beginning was I'm never going to be your personal assistant. Let's make that clear. I said, I'll do deals for you. I'll close deals for you. She respected that. And I did that really quickly all throughout college. In my senior year, when I really started managing her, I started booking speaking engagements for her. And I had realized that she had not been capitalizing on the opportunity that she had, which was that she had an amazing story. You know, she could tell it on TV. She could tell it in a book. Um, She could do endless interviews. But I said, let's take control and let's make some money here. And let's get you on the public speaking circuit again. He did it as Bruce Jenner for years and really successfully so. Yep. So that was really my first step into management. And then, of course, it's gone beyond that into various endorsement deals and TV shows and different endeavors. But it was no matter like when you are managing someone's career, managing their finances with other people, of course, involved, there's a lot of moving parts. And I learned really quickly about this side of the business. And I think that's helped me transition into um, running my own company. Right. Yeah. How old are you? I just turned 24. So you're only 24. 
you've managed Caitlyn Jenner, now you've started your own company. Do you think that the experience with Caitlyn Jenner gave you the knowledge to kind of figure out how to do it on your own? I think from a very young age, I didn't have the best childhood. It wasn't terrible, but I didn't have the best childhood. I grew up really quickly. And because of that, I knew what I wanted was a lot bigger than what would just be kind of the easy way out. And so, you know, I'm the first person in my family to have gone to university. I did that. And then I was in student government. I was really extremely successful in debate in high school. I was the state champion three times. I just wanted to do my own thing. And it's the personality that I have. And I almost wanted to prove to myself that I could make it, quote unquote, and be successful. And so that drive really was me trying to not live the life that I was brought up living, which was definitely a struggle. And I think from that, I've just been a hustler and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I'm trying to paint a picture. No, no, you, you should. I mean, that's awesome. I feel like you went to school, you went to Pepperdine, right? I did. Yeah. In Malibu. Amazing. And then did you, what year did you finish? 2018. So this is like a very, very quick process that you've completely started this company called My Lumisol. I want to talk about it a little bit. It's a SPF spray for over your makeup. Yeah. So I think the elevator pitch for this company is that we are going to do to sunscreen what Dollar Shave Club, what Harry's has done to shaving, right? These are direct consumer subscription-based brands that deliver to your doorstep a product that you need every day. Quip is another phenomenal example, a direct-to-consumer toothbrush uh, with a subscription component of sending you new toothbrush heads every three months. Right. So for us, we really position ourselves as the first subscription-based direct-to-consumer SPF brand. And so our current formula that we did launch with has a lot of benefits. And one of the benefits is that it does go over makeup seamlessly for women, but you would be amazed at the percentage of male customers we have, assuming they don't wear makeup. (laughs) I don't want to assume (laughs) anything, but you know, know, we have a lot of male customers and they wear it just over their bare skin. I know I wear it over makeup or bare skin. So that's one element, but I think overall, we're trying to do something a lot bigger than just that one formula. And did you go directly to scientists to create this formula yourself or did, how did that happen? So in uh, February, 2019, I raised a seed round from two venture capital funds of $3 million. Founders Fund in Silicon Valley led the round and Graycroft joined both funds put one and a half million dollars into the company. I then used that money in the year of 2019 to get everything together. That meant getting your lab, getting your chemist, working with them on formulas, working with subjects on formulas, getting through the FDA approval process, building a business, hiring people, hiring people. So much goes into building a business, as I'm sure you're aware, and um, getting the backing of venture capitalists, especially those that are experts in consumer, was so necessary for me because I was fresh out of college. This was my, I definitely 
knew I was capable of being a CEO of the company, running everything, calling the shots. But at the same time, you need people that are really, really connected and can point you to, oh, here's this contact at a great lab, or here's this contact at a great fulfillment center that you should use, blah, blah, blah. So um, partnering with those investors was fundamental in my success. And how many employees do you guys have? I have right now six full-time employees and then a lot of different consultants, groups, labs, that kind of thing. That's awesome. I feel like so in so many people, when they start companies, they don't realize how many people and, you know, the salaries that add up to how much money that really is. So the fact that you were able to come up with this idea, gather the funds and just fully launch is amazing. And did COVID have any, um, did it delay any processes with the launch? Yeah, actually it did. We were set to launch April 1st, 2020. And leading up to that, that's when things got really uncertain in the environment in the United States. And so I delayed the launch by one month. And I said, come hell or high water, we are launching May 1, 2020. And, you know, we will use this extra, because we were ready to go on April 1. We will use this extra month to change some of our marketing language so we don't appear tone deaf during COVID, change Mm -hmm. some of our marketing content because it was very social the product was very social, you know, and we didn't want to have a right. pool party ad going out or pool party pictures going out or beach goers oh, yeah. going out when you can't even do that. So we exactly. we created a lot of new content in that month and used it to pivot. Um, but ultimately, we launched May 1 and our top line was tremendous and we beat our goal by 25, 25% on top line May 1. So I feel it was a really successful launch just given wow. the environment we're in. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of is financially, you know, some people are financially thriving. Some people are, you know, really, really taking a hit from this, but that's awesome that you could get it up and going. Do most people buy it by the subscription or are they buying just a single, single sprayer at this point? Well, what's really important is in any subscription business, your investors are looking at, well, in any business, but really subscription your investors are looking not so much at your average order value. They're looking at the lifetime value of the customer. Yeah. And so what's really important, not just for investors, but for a business owner, is to see that LTV just continue to grow. And that means their monthly retention rate has to be extremely low. And we've seen an extremely, or you know, our churn needs to be extremely low. We need to retain customers um, month over month. And so, yes, um, our subscriber count has beat expectations significantly. Um, and I think that speaks wow. to people's interest in getting a product that really isn't out there. There's not a lot of this right. this, um, this type of SPF formula out there. And so um, people's willingness to subscribe on their first purchase has been shocking. It's shocked me. It's shocked the people around me. Um, and we're really excited about that because that's the core of our business, but it's also the core of our mission, which is the best SPF. Every dermatologist agrees is the SPF that you wear, not just once a day, but multiple times a day and every day. Yep. And that's why the subscription component is huge for us, not just business wise, but for our mission as a company. And I love that it's so quick and easy because that's everyone wants quick and easy. 
people thrive off of instant gratification. <laughs> I know, I know. We're in the TikTok world, right? Everything's got to be like really quick. Everyone's attention span is short. It has to be like 20 seconds or less or no one's paying attention. That's right. So, you know, the packaging, the unique design, the refillable component, the end-to-end experience just has to be perfect. It has to be Instagrammable. You know, we want to make 100%. people excited when they package to unbox it and share it on their story and, you know, share images of their Lumisol clipped on their hiking bags or their purses or their golf bags, right. wherever they're taking it. Um, that's really important to us that it's Instagramable. Yeah. And it's kind of like a brag. It's like, I have my Lumisol. Do you? Probably not, but you need to get it. <laughs> get it before it sells out, honey. Oh my God. I need to get it. So are you... Are you dating anyone right now? Oh, I don't kiss we don't and ha- tell, but there we are, don't have, I don't need any names, names, but are you fun. like having fun during the quarantine? <laughs> I am. I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun. Good. Good. I read a story or I, I, I heard a story about how you had someone at the house and Caitlin like burst in and you had to install lock because you're like, <laughs> this cannot, this cannot happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was interesting. Oh God, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that was that was a situation, and um, we can, <laughs> I can say uh, with 100 percent certainty that has not happened again. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I remember my mom did that. I think when I was like 14, and I was humiliated. So, Ooh, oh God, like, oh my um, God, so awkward. Get out right now. <laughs> Um, when you're out at like a party and someone asks you, what do you do? What do you, what would you say your claim to fame is? Well, what do I do? Um, so I'm the founder and CEO of my Lumisol. That would be my answer. Like if they're asking, what do I do? Right. And then what do you love so much about this product that drew you to a scientific development of, of an actual product? Like, why wasn't it like a you know, it could have been a store that you opened or fashion or something like that. Have you always liked products or is this just something that you gravitated towards? While I was managing, and I still am managing, Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn had a big uh, battle with skin cancer. And we went out one night and there were paparazzis taking pictures of us as we're leaving. And Caitlyn had just had basal cell carcinoma removed from the tip of her nose. And okay. so I said, these pictures are going to come out tomorrow and it's not going to be about you having basal cell carcinoma. It's going to be you having plastic surgery. I said, so what we're going to do right now is you're going to sit down and I'm going to take a picture of you and we're going to post it on Instagram and do a PSA where your SPF skin cancer is no joke. And so all of a sudden, yep. A ton of SPF brands started reaching out for endorsement deals, sending product, etc. And I said, I hate these products and fuck their endorsement. I don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Fuck their endorsement deal offer. I don't like it. I'm going to start my own SPF line and you'll just endorse my SPF line. That's really the very, very beginning of my journey with SPF and really... When I started thinking, you know what, this is what's missing in the market and this is how I can address it. 
and really bring SPF into the 21st century because it is so not a sexy product. And it's there really are not. So, <laughs> so, there are so many ways to improve it and so many ways to sex it up, sexy it up a little bit and just make it a better business. And so that's, that's what I'm doing here. I love that. And I love the, the packaging is so chic and so it's just so elegant. Oh, good. Noah, if you're listening, kudos to you. That's um, <laughs> like one of my product dev ops guys. So It really looks good. And it, it all happened so quickly, I feel like. I know you said 2000. I mean, we're only in 2020 right now. No, I, I have a reputation for moving extremely quickly on everything I do. I know what I want and I know how to get it. And I know how to get it really quickly. That is my reputation. In- good. Are there any... um? other products that you think my Lumisol will come out with that, that haven't been put out yet? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're staying in SPF. The tech integration is really going to be stepped up. I'm excited to unveil that um, next year. This year, you'll see new products coming out, but we're staying in the SPF category. Okay. And then can you buy it in any stores or is it just online right now? Right now, um, we are exclusively available at mylumisol.com. Okay, perfect. What's something that not many people know about you? Like, what do you want people to know? People see me on Instagram and the comments. It's interesting. When I post something I really, really want to post that has meaning to me, it doesn't get a lot of traction. What gets a lot of traction on my Instagram is me in a swimsuit or me showing off my body, which is fine. I'm very, very happy to do those things. That is my life. That's authentic. Right. But my life is so much more than just the having fun, being glam, being sexy. 90% right. of the time I am on the phone or I'm in a meeting and I am working. My life is I work all day between managing Caitlin, running my company, dealing with all my employees, all of my vendors, and by the way, also running a household at the same time. And right. I go to sleep. I don't party. I, I don't really go crazy. My life revolves around work. And my company is my passion and business is my passion. And um, I think a lot of people cannot see through that on Instagram. And they don't have any idea what kind of business skills I have because it's certainly not a resume. It's just a collection of photos. Right. So yeah, I would say that the business acumen is there and that's what I spend my time doing. I mean, I definitely agree because when I watched your interview with Heather McDonald, I didn't realize how much of a like smart ass businesswoman you were. Mm. Well, thank you. Because all you see are these beautiful photos every day and you're like, oh, she's just taking pictures with this product. Like I, I didn't even know my Lumisol was yours. I know Heather said, why did you get chosen to endorse this? I said, Heather, I created this. I raised $3 million with Premier VCs to create this. I run the show here. And that's what's unfortunate is that conception. Yeah, of course, I'm going to use my platform to endorse the product, show the product off. I'm super proud of it. Um, But at the same time, that's not the case. I am running the show here. I'm running a multi-million dollar company that I own. At 24, at 24, girl, 24. Like who does that? And I'm running, 
I'm running Caitlyn Jenner's entire company, which is multi-million dollar companies. So I'm, right. I'm running multi-million dollar operations here. And all I get is tabloid, oh, the pretty girlfriend or, oh, the model. And it's like, honestly, you guys are so full of shit. I, and all boring. I do is work. All I do is talk to investors, talk to my lawyers, talk to consultants, talk to chemists, talk to different producers. And it's like, get a life, like get a grip on reality. All I do is make money day in and day out and that, you know, and build business. And that is what I love to do. And that is not represented in the media or my social media. Absolutely. It's not because I would have no idea that that's, that was your day to day. You know, you see you like by the pool with Caitlyn Jenner and people are like, Oh, that's all she does. She lives off of Caitlyn Jenner's dime in Malibu. Let's set that record straight. I do not live off of anybody. I make more money. I not more money than Caitlyn. I make plenty of money to live a life totally independent of Caitlyn. Good for you. Yeah, no, like I'm fine. The reason I live with Caitlyn is out of convenience. Caitlyn lives in the middle of Malibu and there's this huge space here that I've converted our guest house into my office space. So I don't need to rent office space. Um, My family is here. Like my family visits here all the time. I love living here. I don't live here out of financial necessity. I have plenty of money to buy my own home, but I'm a very active investor. So what I do with my money now or my personal wealth now is I act, I'm a very active investor and, and that's kind of where my money lives as opposed to real estate at this point in time. Right. No, I think that's, it's smart to make that clear because people get such a, you know, one little thing that you do goes viral. That's has nothing to do with your day to day, but then, you know, you, I don't know why there's not an article about you raising $3 million for this company. Well, it's all over. It's Forbes has covered it. Bloomberg, the New York times. Okay, good. good. I mean, I'm in every business publication, but the tabloids don't cover those publications. They don't say the CEO featured in Forbes. They only talk about, you know, certain people that way. They don't talk about me that way. The tabloids have their preconceived notions and they're just going to run with it because that's what sells. They're never going to refer to me as the CEO as seen in Forbes. They're going to say the pretty blonde because that's what sells. And that's unfortunate. It's sexist. It's demeaning. But I've learned to live with it. And anybody that actually knows me, which is not that many people, I like to keep my circle very small. Anyone that Mm -hmm. actually knows me or interacts with me knows. Uh, The tabloids are full of shit. And they've, they've seen me in Forbes. They've seen me in Bloomberg. I've done interviews with Yahoo Finance multiple times. I've done interviews on the New York Stock Exchange floor with Cheddar, sponsored by JP Morgan Chase. I mean, I've been all over the business finance circuit. I've done public speaking engagements for Comca- or for Viacom, excuse me. I was the keynote to all of their women in marketing. I mean, that doesn't get media coverage. No one's interested right. in that. And that's okay. Right. But that's the real me. You should post more of that stuff on your actual Instagram feed. So see, people see you as more of like the business person that you are or no. Oh, I'm, I'm with it. I do. And people bypass it. They don't, that's what doesn't get, that doesn't get the likes. That doesn't get exactly. the comments. I post, oh. you go there, it's there. And, um, yeah. uh, but that doesn't get the traction. 
I don't see Daily Mail writing an article, wow, Sophia Hutchins founded and created a multi-million dollar company and was featured in Forbes, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't see the tabloid suddenly picking that up. No. <laughs> God, I hate. So annoying. But I also love the tabloids because, like, I just believe everything they say, which is really bad. But that's the point. <laughs> Girl. I need to not. I mean, I clearly I clearly was proven wrong considering you're like a badass businesswoman. And I'm like, oh, that's Caitlyn Jenner's girlfriend. Let me be your inspiration not to do that. Okay. I'm unfollowing all <laughs> of the tabloids that I follow on Instagram today. I'm done. Fabulous. Wait, you recently met Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset. Oh my Sunset. God. Yes. I, so, okay. Yes, I did. Wait, I'm obsessed with that show. I never saw the show. And there was this girl that started following me on Instagram and commenting on everything. And I was like, who is this girl? She's so sweet. And I hit her profile and I said, oh, wow, gorgeous, beautiful. But I didn't, it wasn't clear to me that she was on Selling Sunset. Right. So I said to my assistant, do you know who this is? And he said, oh my God, I watched Selling Sunset, blah, blah, blah. This girl, I think you'll love her. So this was at like the beginning of quarantine when no one was seeing anyone, Right. Right. So I was like, hey, when things get back to normal, let's have dinner. So a couple of weeks ago, I had her and her husband over for dinner and it was lovely. They were here with me, my business partner, Caitlin, and we had the most phenomenal, fun night ever. And then a couple of nights ago, one of my best friends, August Getty, was having his birthday party in Beverly Hills. And um, I invited Christine to go as my plus one. And I just have so much fun with her. I love her. And talk about a hustler. She is a hustler. She seems like it. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that Instagram brings people together. Like I, one of my best friends I met on Instagram. And I know that you just said that you keep your circle super tight. So I feel like when you meet somebody, you have that like connection and you're like, okay, this person's a good person. I'm going to keep them around. Yes, I I agree. We talked for four hours my business partner and her husband spoke for four hours. Like the the vibe at that dinner, I knew from then, okay, we're going to be friends. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I love that. She gets kind of a bad rep on the show. Not going to lie. So don't watch it. She might, <laughs> I mean, you know her, so you know who she is. I can't watch reality TV. I just can't do it. I can't. I never used to watch it. But then when you get locked in your house for three months, you know, you're, <laughs> you got slim pickings. You got slim. You could only drink so much vodka and then you got to like, figure something else out. I know. Oh I know the feeling. I know. It's like, I, I got to I got to get out of here. It's time. Everyone needs to just wear a fucking mask and get the fuck with the times. So do you have any words of wisdom for someone who is trying to start a company and become their own CEO? Absolutely. You can do it for sure. The way I did it. And I believe the way I did it so quickly was I surrounded myself with people that I knew believed in me, pushed me and built me up. They consulted me, advised me. And I took everything they said, every intro they made to heart, built connections with people that I uh, can't even believe I'm connected to in the business world. And don't waste time. You know, I have, I have employees that are not employees. I know people that, you know, just are like, oh my God, I'm tired. It's like, there are not enough hours in the day 
to build a business, to launch a brand, to be successful. We need more time. You've got to get up early. You've got to start your day on the right foot and you've got to get on the goddamn phone or get in a meeting and get your ass going. That's what you've got to do. And you've got to do that every day. And when you get tired, keep pushing yourself. It's important to take care of yourself with diet and exercise to make sure you can function optimally and not burn out. But you've got to push, push, push and surround yourself with people that are there believing in you, uplifting you. I feel like I'm in a therapy session and I really needed that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm starting a Fortune 500 company today. Okay, I'm into it. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. Where can we follow you on Instagram and also my Lumisol? Where to purchase that? Everything is my Lumisol, mylumisol.com. And then my Instagram is just my name. Amazing. Thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed this. Thanks, Lexi. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, babe. Bye. Bye.